This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. We made it. Season two of To Dare is Human is upon us, and I'm so happy to be kicking off this brand new season for you all. A new volume of stories to be shared in this book full of brilliant individuals and the leaps of faith they made into their passions and further into their dreams. The concept for those new to this show is simple. In this podcast, I dissect what I call the dare, the conscious choice to jump into what people love in the face of other opportunities or adversity, whether genuine or illusory. The point of spreading this concept is also simple, that pursuing a dream through the three fundamental principles of passion, plan, and persistence can make achieving your goals a reality. Today, we kick off Season 2 with someone who has seen countless stories of dreams pursued and put on the line in the world of venture capital. Joey Kim of Romulus Capital sits on the other side of the proverbial table, in some cases making or breaking a business often preceded by a dare. But his experience there isn't the only reason he's on this show today. He also recently completed a 100-part video series, yes, that's 100 parts, to show what hustle looks like in real time, and to give a glimpse into why, in almost all cases, success isn't built overnight. As you listen to Joey's story and experience, there are a few things I wanted to point out. First, his emphasis on preparation in doing anything in life. He makes a clear point that those who are not 100% prepared and knowledgeable about what they are doing or want to do are often steamrolled, a truth when it comes to dares inside or outside the boardroom. And the second most obvious call-out is his contagious enthusiasm and positivity. The world of VC, no matter the side of the table, can be a trying and stressful journey, but you wouldn't know it by hearing the pure energy Joey brings to the conversation. I'll have more to add about the journey after the interview, but now, without further ado, let's jump right into the first feature of Season 2 of To Dare as Human. This is Joey Kim. Before we start this episode... Everybody who is either listening to this or watching this needs to appreciate something. And I'm going to show you something on the video. If you're listening on the podcast app, sorry, but I'm going to try to give you a visualization of what's going on here. I have just spent the last 30 minutes trying to hack this thing together. This conversation that I'm having with Joey Kim of Rhymeless Capital and also the founder of Venture to Venture. And he's on the show today. He's listening to me describe this right now. We'll talk about that in a second. Due to some technical difficulties on my side, because this is still a startup of a show, I'm not funded by somebody like Romulus yet, I have got part of my conversation coming through this iPhone. I have got part of this conversation coming through this other little recording device. I have the third part of this conversation being recorded through this mic, and I have the fourth piece recorded through this camera. And we are just going to end up hacking it all together and turning it into the cohesive unit that you see now. Something which is very, in fact, I'm not even, I don't even have the camera on me. That was on Joey for all of that. You couldn't even see what I was doing. One, two, <laughs> three, four. But I tell you what, the minimum viable product, and we'll talk about a little bit what that means, is the core here. And the core is the story. And the story today is around, as I said, Joey Kim, the founder of Venture to Venture, which is a Facebook and Instagram series of stories documenting one minute each day of what it means to hustle. Joey Kim is a uh, is a 
working with Romulus Capital, which is taking in stories every day of folks who are on their journey to their personal dare and are looking for a little help, specifically in the way of advice and funding. Joey talks about in Venture to Venture these stories that he comes across and also dives a little bit into the psychology of what it means to hustle, what it means to succeed at hustling, and yes, what it also means uh, when the downs come as well as the ups. So I have Joey here on the show today to talk a little bit about that. First thing, I know we had a little bit of trouble with Joey. <laughs> how's, how's it going, man? What's going on? It's great. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the... Uh, you hacking it to make this work. That was beautiful. Hey, I'm sure you see it all the time. I'm sure you, I'm, this is something I'm sure you're, you're, you're well used to. Uh, yeah, uh, people just yeah, people yeah. just doing stuff piecemeal and making it happen. But you yeah. know what? Sometimes that's how the greatest stories come about. And uh, that's while right. this show still uh, has you know less than a bazillion subscribers, I think, I think we're safe. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. I love it. I think we're I good. I love it, yeah. So let's just jump right into things because you didn't always start at Romulus. In fact, VC was not your uh, first calling sort of in the professional world, but you eventually moved into that path. What was the inspiration for you to, to jump into venture capital? What drew you to it? Sure. Um, so so for, for those of you who don't know what venture capital is, it's essentially investing in startups. Um, so if you think the TV show Shark Tank, uh, I... I love that show, and I'm so glad that that is basically my job to hear pitches from startups and see if uh, if they're uh, ready for funding. Um, the way I personally got into venture capital, it all started actually in college. So I, I was part of a, a, a pilot accelerator over at the Harvard Innovation Lab, um, and that's when it all started. And you know, I believe I was working on a data visualization for a fintech uh, in the fintech space, and I was hacking together a prototype, and I got that high of just making things work. I wasn't a coder; I just hacked it together using using an app, and that's when I got the first taste of entrepreneurship. After that, I went into consulting. Uh, that's where I kind of understood what it meant to be an operator. So I had the founder, an operator. And then I realized I wanted to complete that kind of trifecta there by understanding what it meant to uh, be an investor. So I was looking for uh, the buy side to be an investor of some sort. And I remembered what an incredible world uh, an entrepreneur's world is. So I, I decided to jump back in, but except this time on the other side of the table as an investor. So in that time, I'm sure you've heard plenty of stories and hopefully we'll be, we'll be getting into just a couple of them, nothing specific, of course, again, just looking for the yeah. skeleton of what these sorts of things look like. But what inspired you to, within that journey, start Venture to Venture and documenting this for the public? Because it's a side of the table that not a lot of people get to see. Yeah, no, that's a really great question. So it actually came out of um, this need to document the ugly side. So I realized for entrepreneurs and investors alike, we only document the, the really pretty side, the, the press release, uh, the $1 billion evaluation, mm -hmm. the, the jet and the yeah. swimming pools. And yeah, what, right. that stuff. Uh, what I wanted to do was prove that it doesn't happen over a day. And in order to do that, I thought the best format to do that was to document it every single day without without fail. Um, and, and in my vlog, you'll, you'll see some down days. You'll see days where 
I am not feeling my mojo. <laughs> so, so that, that that's how it all got started, and it's 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 been an incredible journey so far. So let's talk a little bit about these stories across this incredible journey, and and let's talk sure. about some of the ups and downs too. Now, I'm sure that you know you have endorsed several of the stories that you've seen, and I'm sure that inevitably there are also plenty that you have uh, that you have turned away. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, without asking for you know, concrete advice or any of that, just based sure. on one or two of the stories that you've seen so far, like in your opinion, what makes a person truly prepared to make that jump? As I've stated on the show and listeners, as you will know, you know, I talk about mm-hmm. passion, plan, and persistence as the three steps to yeah. truly following your dreams and doing what you want. And the passion for a lot of people is always there. The plan and the persistence yeah. is the real tough part. Folks who are in that planning stage and maybe persistence if they failed elsewhere are coming to you at the stage that they are in, what have you yeah. seen that has made somebody really, really stand out? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Uh, so the thing about planning is oftentimes you have to put yourself in the position to succeed. So w- when you're out there to perform, probably 80, 90% – before, before someone walks in into this room to pitch – 80-90% of their success rate has already been determined. And that's going to be determined by a few things, right? So number one is your team, right? You have to understand that in order to carry out your plan, whatever it might be, how complex or simple it might be, uh, you need to surround yourself with people who are just A players, um, but also will cover for your weakness. And that will allow you to execute that plan. So, so finding team members is such a crucial part of it all. The second part is doing the work um, of the traction. So whenever someone comes into this room and pitches an incredible idea, we, we always get to the traction portion. And traction is, uh, for those uh, listeners who might not know, it's, it's basically the results that you have so far. And we ask about the traction, about an incredible idea, and they don't have any. So even before you walk into this conference room to ask for funding, what ended up happening is you just haven't prepared to pitch. There's no way we're going to put down you know, multi-millionaire uh, in a term sheet um, for a plan that has shown no proof of concept in the market. And finally, I think the third thing is to be so versed in your plan that you can just rattle things off. You should be thinking about this in the shower, in the, on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> you need to know all you need to know your numbers down pat, your costs, your revenue, your cost of acquisition. You need to know your plan inside and out because I, if if you don't know your own plan, trust me the investor is not going to be able to tell you that. And uh, that doesn't uh, inspire a lot of confidence. Okay, so if somebody essentially knows all their numbers, they, they, they know all their stuff, they, they, they can recite yeah. it in the shower, wherever they'd like to recite it. You're saying that's mm-hmm. most of the battle. See, that that's, I would assume, unintuitive to some folks. I would think that for many folks, walking into that room and making the pitch is truly the make or break. But it's interesting to hear you say that for most people, it's predestined before they even walk into the room. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that is the sad reality of it. You see, this right, whatever ha- that conversation that you have with your investor is a manifestation. Whatever happens will be predetermined by what you have done in the past twelve months, day in, day out, every day, without without fail. Every day will count. So, 
Um, that, that, is, that is a concept that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs today, whenever they see kind of the sexy side of entrepreneurship, um, I, I think they oftentimes miss the montage of the hero training for the, for the marathon right. and the big right. fight, right? Uh, so I, I think that montage ha- has been shortened so much to the point that people forget that that is majority, a bulk of what, where the effort goes into. Now, even with the most planning possible, there are still times when you need yeah. to work uh, on your feet and deal with anything. Yeah. I, I want to refer back to this four-part harmony you've got <laughs> yeah. going on here. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. in fact, reminded of yeah. season one of the show. Listeners, if, if you go back and listen to this, and uh, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Episode 15, we, we talked with a woman named Olenka Pollock. You actually might remember Olenka. She was at the Harvard iLab, I believe, as well, for a little bit. Yeah. And she was talking about a pitch that she was making uh, to Mm. get rights from a production studio. So MyLingo, which is the company she founded, uh, basically is the only way that you can use your cell phone in the movie theater. And you can listen to the episode to hear more about that. But it turns out that in downloading the beta version of the app, now this was before real betas of apps existed, she ended up wiping a bunch of phones of executives at this movie studio, which like totally, totally frazzled her. I mean, that's probably a light way of putting it, but she had to figure out a way to maneuver and to like, not exactly like hack through multi, I mean, she eventually did have to like hard, like wipe everybody's phones and, you know, restore them. But uh, yeah. talk to me for a second. The reason I'm saying this whole story is I want, I want sure. you to talk to me a little bit because it ties into a recent video that you did on making an app pretty versus making an app that people actually use, talking about this traction term. But uh, I want you to uh, to explain to me the importance and explain for the viewers the importance of maybe hacking something together or just the minimum viable product, the idea yeah. behind it, and how that might be more important than the presentation of the idea itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's this concept in entrepreneurship called MVP or minimally viable product. Um, and the idea here is to essentially create something that will allow you to learn rather than allow you to present, right? So I'll give you a quick example. Um, just recently, I talked to uh, an essential, essentially an app, uh, and they were able to raise uh, $10 million so far. And we asked them, um, how many users do you have? And they said they're still in their beta stage. Uh, they haven't launched yet. And that right there is absolutely mind-boggling because the idea here is you are supposed, every time you raise money, you're supposed to be graduating one grade after another and learning something more about the market. Uh, and that includes things like how much does it cost to acquire a, a customer? Um, how much... Um, does each customer bring into the business? All of these things are things that you can learn without having to make a pretty app. Um, in fact, what you essentially want to do is make the minimal acceptable product, minimally viable product that will allow you to learn so that you can adapt as quick as possible um, and, and, and switch and, and correct your trajectory as quickly as possible so that so that you don't have to go back and fix everything right and, and that's the way the best companies have worked I, I actually gave the example uh of kayak their first mvp was essentially powerpoint 
slides that were hyperlinked together. And they just put that in front of customers and said, hey, interact with this. Tell us what, what and you so think. That, that's what, and it's, that's basically what they, it would act like a web page, but not really. It's just a PowerPoint that they were clicking around. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they were just clicking around and just going to hyperlinked uh, PowerPoint page to another. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's definitely interesting. You should, you guys should listen to more of a venture to venture at all to hear stories like this. But it just goes to show, I mean, this, nothing's perfect, you know, you're yeah. always going to have little road bumps along the way. And, you know, you, yeah. you've heard Joey talk himself here about folks who have to come in 10, 11, 12 months before and be persistent in that plan. Know your stuff, deal with failure, deal with the road bumps, hack a little, but at the end of the day, like make sure your foundation, your minimum viable product is there and it's solid. The story, if you have that, will tell itself. If you're to be believed, Joey. And if everything is predestined right. before they walk into the room. <laughs> yeah. well, almost right, everything. Yeah. Almost everything. Yeah, almost everything. Yeah. Almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, t- talk a little bit about what you have learned in the roughly 60 parts now of venture to venture uh, about not only maybe the journey that you've heard from others, but sort of your own personal journey into yeah. venture capital, but more just into, I guess, j- diving into life, diving into a passion. Obviously, presentation is a passion of yours. Otherwise, you would never be recording this kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. talk about a little, you know, of what you've learned in this process since since you've started up this this little group that's grown to hundreds yeah. and hundreds of viewers and followers and everything uh, in, in just right, right. a couple short months. Um, yeah, doing something tangentially related to what you're doing, but it's still sort of a jump yeah. into something extra. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so here, this is this is what I would say. Just really quick takeaways is one: just do whatever makes you energized, right? And then that's very that's very uh, you know uh, cliche. So I, I won't belabor that point. But once you have chosen to do something that that energizes you, um, stop giving a shit about what people have to say about whatever that passion might be. So stop stop thinking about um making it perfect. Stop thinking, "Oh man, I can't, I can't I can't turn this uh video from horizontal to to a portrait because it's going to mess up everything." Just just hack it. All right? Just make it ugly. Just put it out there. And the way the way I like to think about this is it's not about not producing shit. It's about producing so much shit that just by the sheer rules of probability, you are bound to produce some some good, right? Um, and so, so that's that's one of the things that I've found that is so refreshing. It keeps things fun. Um, and, and the last thing I will say here is uh, self-pity doesn't pay. It does not get you revenue. It does not get you far. Um, but hustle does, right? So at, at, d- during those late nights, stop stop engaging in self pity. Uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna solve whatever problem you got. Just recognize it, and if you really want to get shit done, you know, trade in your self pity for hustle because hustle will pay, right? So so those are kind of the three big ideas that I've personally learned over over the you know the fifty sixty days that I've been doing venture to venture. Well, it's been. An absolute pleasure to watch. And what I'm going to do now actually is uh, the camera's been on you the whole time. I'm going to turn it back to you. And actually what you just said is a good segue, I think, into yeah. uh, one of the last two questions I ask everybody on this show. And the, the first question yeah. is about advice. The, sel- the second is about uh, sort of shameless self-plugging. But I'll start with the first. 
Yeah. There are plenty of people out there who I'm sure have a great idea for a startup. They want to try something new. They want to try something on the side. They've had it in their brain forever and they've never put it on paper. They've never tried something out. Now, it sounds yeah. like you've just given a heck of a lot of advice to somebody who might be wanting to make that leap of faith to make as we would call a dare. But I'm going to put this back on you. I'm going to put your eyes straight into the camera. And if somebody <laughs> is on the edge, teetering on the edge of making a decision like that, what would you tell that person to give them the final push? Yeah. Understand that the returns in life, um, when you make an investment, you never really know where the returns are going to come from. Right? In, star, in, in, in my world, we make, say we make 10 bets. We invest in 10 startups. Only one of them will succeed. Realistically, nine of them will probably fail. Um, you don't know what what that home run is going to be. So if you're on the edge of putting yourself out there, just understand that you don't know. You Right now where you stand today, you don't know where the greatest return in your life is going to come from. And it's up to you to go diversify your life with incredible experiences and open as many doors as possible. Um and trust me, if you diversify enough, if you make enough bets, one of them will open and become your home run uh, investment of your life. So uh, that that's I, I really hope that uh, that helps somebody out there. Hey, I, I hope so too. I mean, I, look, it's it's good advice. It, it would have been good advice for me, I think, towards the beginning of this year because there was a time towards the middle of the year when I was not producing this show even as much as I probably yeah. should have. And I think I was yeah. just investing my time in places that wasn't reaping the returns that I wanted. And, uh, you know, it's taught me a couple things. And I actually want to segue this into the last question, making those investments into time and into, I guess, learning is super important. One of the ways that I'm sure people who are, who are in this specific field, and I'm talking about the field of business startups, looking to pitch to VC, uh, they should be reading, 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 watching, watching, watching. Obviously, I think Venture to Venture is a great way to do that. And now I'm going to do the shameless self-plugging. Where yeah. can they find you? How can somebody say, man, I really like what this kid Joey Kim's saying. I want to watch yeah. more of that. I want to figure out how to <laughs> yeah, beat yeah, yeah. those odds when I get to that yeah. pitch room. How can they find your story and, and where can they find you online? Yeah, so you can find me uh, in two places. So the first one is on Instagram. Uh, I'm Joe at Joey Venture. Uh, just find me there. And if you want to contact me, just send me a, a direct message. I try to respond to everybody. Um, or if you don't have an Instagram, you can hope, uh, hopefully you have a Facebook account. So you can just look up Venture to Venture and you can just like my page and follow it. Venture to Venture. Joey Kim. Joey, thank you so much for coming on, sharing a little bit of your insight. Uh, it's been yeah. great to hear the stories that you've been able to tell so far and, and look forward to the stories that you are going to tell in the future. Thanks for having me. Facebook.com slash venture to venture is where you can find all 100 parts of Joey's experience. Yep, still 100. And of course, you can go research Romulus Capital to see all the great work they're up to nowadays. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Season 2, and if you have, there are a few ways to stay up to date with the show. First, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen, and as a side note, I'd really appreciate your ratings as well, anywhere from one to five stars. That would be great to see. I used to ask for written reviews. Those are certainly nice, but I know those take a little more time. So hopefully, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a rating and let me know what you think in number, if not in name. 
Outside of this podcast, I'm very active across social media on Instagram, as well as Facebook and Twitter, all at To Dare Is Human. Thanks all for the recent 2,000 follower mark. That was great to see across Instagram. And I aggregate all my content at todareishuman.com, where you can get in touch with me directly to let me know what you think or suggest new folks to interview. And subscribe to my mailing list, which is new as of this season and on which I'll be building out some content in the coming weeks. Once again, I am so glad to have brought back this show for a second season, and thanks for taking the time to listen in. I've been Adam Connor, and I'll be here again next week for the second episode with a brand new Dare to Dish. Until then, have a great day, and I'll see you later. Peace. Like what you hear? Stay up to date with To Dare is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.